Welcome to 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Happy Friday. Here it we is are. Friday. Taping on a Friday night, everybody. This is so weird. I know. We usually do it during the week, but, you know, since it is Friday night. Um, and we did an interview on Wednesday yes. for a show coming up in a couple of weeks. We are going to be at Sasquatch Triangle Conference in Chicago. He cannot say it. Kashokan. Kachokin, Kachokin, choking on some chicken. <laughs> I can't say that name. Kachokin, Kachokin, Ohio. Yes, Sorry. just outside of Columbus. We've it's just about offended thirty-seven thousand people. I know. And choke your <laughs> chicken, Ohio. <laughs> show, yeah, show, 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 show. Look so it up good. in the show notes. We're oh, gonna put no. them and look on I our know. Facebook page. We have the since it's Friday night. Yeah, and. We're taping our podcast here. You know, we should be drinking beers or something. Go ahead. I got my Diet Pepsi, which <laughs> I don't drink pop that often, but I have Diet Pepsi in front of me. Yeah. What did you normally do when you were a teenager on Friday night? Hang out. At the mall! <laughs> well, okay, so the premise of today's show is haunted malls. Bum, bum, don't bum. get scared, Jen. <gasps> Talking about I used haunted to work malls. at a mall. Did you? Yeah. I did too. Remember? Northtown Mall. It's no longer exists. It's nope. a giant parking lot right now. Giant parking lot where they park Jeeps now. But there was a Montgomery Wards and I worked in the shoe department, of course. Of course you did. <laughs> of course That's I did. That's where your addiction came from. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. But um uh never had any weird experiences in the mall that were paranormal just weird experiences because it was a mall yeah i do still dream about being in that mall but it has all these different offshoots and i'm trying to find like my car and i parked it on one side and i can't find it and you know Mm -hmm. those frustrating dreams where you're someplace and it's someplace you're familiar with but then it's not and there's like 50 different shops and you're trying to find people i don't know i had that's so weird about our dreams i mean i dream about places that obviously i've never been mm-hmm. but i dream about the same place over and over and over so weird and like last night though i dreamt about i was in somewhere and there was a giant cockroach <laughs> it was like an office complex and we're hanging out in there with people i don't know but there was a giant cockroach probably six inches but it was all different colors like a rainbow type color i don't know rainbow roach rainbow roach i don't know <laughs> kids new pet for kids but speaking about roaches (laughs) so me and my friend jen were talking about the woodville mall i had a studio in there that almost opened but i knew that the mall was going to be closing and i didn't like the vibes of the place and i knew that it was going to close so i one night just went in there and took everything out yeah just packed up i cleaned it out and that was it. That was it. But I went back a few times. You know, I kind of hung out there. It, mm-hmm. it ended up being a dead mall, and it is tore down now. But 
I was talking to my friend Jen, who was the maintenance girl there. And I mentioned about how the one time I was walking through the parking lot and I found an Indian head, Indian arrowhead. Okay. And she says, I used to find those inside the mall. What? Yeah. Well, come to find out the property that the mall was on was actually a Indian burial mound. Like one of those like mounds you see, like the mound builders mounds? Yeah. It was an actual Indian burial mound and they bulldozed it over to put them all in i guess and i asked her today before the show i messaged her and asked her about what was there before if she can remember what was in that property before and she says that there was a little house and a field oh. but i've always read that there was an indian burial mound there mm-hmm. that they tore down to put them all in and i was talking to a few other people that had stores in the mall and they had a lot of things happen around their store and all that too. And a lot of people said, yeah, there used to be a mound here. Well, it's so common and prevalent in like our area. Mm -hmm. We had so many and that people just bulldoze them down. Like, you know, like no respect for the, the native Americans in their land. It's terrible. Um, so I remember, yeah, you doing something at the mall. Weren't you the Easter bunny or something at the mall? No, I did the photography. Oh, I thought you dressed up like the Easter bunny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got a story. Oh, here we go, Actually, folks. when we did the you Easter bunny. You better sit down for this one. Everybody well, crack a beer right yeah. now. <laughs> when we did do the Easter bunny shoot, mm-hmm. I don't know if you helped me with that, but. I think I did, yeah. actually. <laughs> I made a lot of money doing that because. The community, the mall was going to reopen. That mm-hmm. was the big thing. It was okay. on the news, all that. They're getting new stores in there, blah, blah, blah. And they said that they were going to revitalize the mall. And that's why I would put my studio in there. Uh-huh. She told me that I could use the space for free oh, as nice. long as I do all the photos for the mall and everything. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, just need a small space. But she gave me the space that was so big. I spent all my time trying to fix it up. Yeah. And then finally, I was just like, this place is going to close. I'm out of here. You know, I didn't get a good vibe. So I just, like I said, I came in one night, took all my stuff out. But anyhow, we did the Santa Claus thing there. That's right. Pictures with Santa. Yes. Okay. We hired one of our Santa that we always did, that we always hired for photos. And he couldn't make it the first weekend. So the manager of the mall said she had someone. And I had a suit. So I'm like, okay, I got the suit. She has someone. Yeah. Now, the gentleman that she got. All the little kids were lined up, ready for Santa. You ever see in all the things, the drunk Santa? (laughs) He was like that. He was like that. And unfortunately, he was in a wheelchair. Okay. Which I'm not ragging on that, but the funny part is he's in his wheelchair and he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'll wheel you out. Mm-hmm. I all started, the kids are like why is Santa in a wheelchair yeah, I don't know something like that but anyhow oh. I start pushing his wheelchair and it was so hard I couldn't push the thing and I'm sitting there and it's like I know he doesn't weigh this much and I'm pushing and pushing 
finally get into the bathroom and he's like, you're going to help me in? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, God. Well, come to Santa find out. Santa needs help with his pants. The reason why it was so hard to push him was he never unlocked his wheels and I was dragging oh, him through the mall. God. And all these kids <laughs> watching me drag this guy through the mall that dressed as Santa. Santa to the <laughs> I look back and there's these two lines on the floor. <laughs> <Skid> where marks. <laughs> Santa loves skid marks. <laughs> And he, oh my god. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my god. That is hilarious. It was so funny. It's still oh funny gosh. now, but when it happened, I was like, <sighs> but anyhow. So Jen sends me this email. Okay. Or first, let me go back and tell you about the land. And yeah, tell them about the land. So I did some digging. Pun. And uh <laughs> come to find out the Wyandot Indian tribe was on that location it was like that side of the river was like a huge i want to say triangle area that Mm -hmm. the wyandot indians were there from 1740 to 1843 okay general anthony wayne had a campaign in 1792 through 1794 where he would come in and try to eliminate all the indians out of the area Uh So that's why they were only there till 1843 is in nine in eight or excuse me, in 1794, he came in and tried to get them out of there. So it ended up being like 40 years of war over the land for from General Wayne with Mm -hmm. the Indians. Finally, the Indians gave up and about two thirds of the present area is now state land instead of Indian land. Okay, And it ended up that they ended up taking the whole thing. It ended up being called the northwestern part of the state is the Greenville Greenville Treaty Line. Okay. And it ended up being that. Yeah. But but anyhow, so that land was actually occupied by the Indian tribes. Mm-hmm. They were kicked out of it. It sat vacant for years. A small house was put on the property, and it became not really like a farm, but it just a big field with this mound in it. Okay. The mall came in, they wanted to build on the property, they tore the mound down and built the mall. So anyway, they opened the mall. Okay. So I was talking to Jen, like I said, and she sent me this email and she says it was mainly shadow figures that she saw. There was one experience where she actually saw a woman in white shadow. Hmm. She saw that in the community room. On another night, me and another housekeeper seen someone walking past the break room door. There was no one in the mall. She says that they ended up sitting outside the rest of the night. And they were sitting there and the police actually showed up and asked them why they're sitting outside. And they said there was somebody inside the mall. So the police went in and did a sweep of the mall and didn't find anything. Um, They also heard that the original landowner was one of the ghosts that are in the mall she said and then she said i didn't think about it until you mentioned that you heard that you found a arrowhead in the parking lot there have been a few people that told me that they found arrowheads inside the mall and other things that they heard were kids crying people talking music playing in the mall just all kinds of crazy stuff so interesting so you know i i had the studio in the mall and i was fixing it up and I was painting one night and I thought I saw somebody walking in the back room. 
I walk back there, you know, to see who it was because I'm the only one that has a key to the back door mm-hmm. in my space. Now, in the mall, when you go into these rooms, into the stores, behind the stores are long hallways that they, you know, mm-hmm. big hallway. I mean, these things are. Like, so they bring merchandise and yeah, stuff through. Yeah, super okay. wide. Mm-hmm. And that was one of Jen's jobs was she would have to go through and check all the outside doors through these hallways. Now, the thing about the Woodville Mall is those hallways are designed that there's only like one central door that goes in and then it goes off to all the different stores. Oh, okay. So if somebody was in the halls, they would know about it because they can only come in the one door. Mm-hmm. So I opened up the back door. There's nobody in the hall. I didn't see anybody. Another time I was up in the attic because I had a two two level there was mm-hmm. an attic and I could hear someone calling my name and I'm like all right I'll be down in a minute you know mm-hmm. and then I heard it again and then I come down and there's no one in my space did it sound male or female female okay so I'm like Jen's messing with me so I go up and in my in where my space and the mall actually is was a big glass door and it was closed I open it up I'm like all right where you at because we're the only two people in the whole mall. Mm-hmm. This was probably at 1230 at night. Okay. And I open the door. I'm yelling at her. And I can hear her yelling. And she's all the way on the other side of the mall. Oh, my God. So I walk over there. And she's she's out and cleaning up in one of the doorways. So she was completely on the other side of the mall. And we're the only two people in that whole mall. And you heard your And I heard someone calling oh my, my name. Oh, my gosh. They knew your name, Joe. Yeah. And like I said, she told me that a lot of people talked about that, mm-hmm. how she would hear voices in the mall. People see shadow figures all over and even ghosts of the mall walkers past. That's what it is. <laughs> Haunted malls. Haunted mall walkers. So, okay. So that's the Woodville Mall. It is no longer there. They tore it down. And it makes me wonder about what kind of activity the neighborhood is getting around there because did they build anything on it since not yet okay. they're working on they there i drove past there like two weeks ago and uh-huh. the, the lot is being cleared and looks like they're going to put a neighborhood in or something but mm-hmm. i'm just wondering what's going to happen to those homes that go up it'll be the same thing like the miami children's home they tore that down built a uh residential neighborhood and they have all kinds of problems there yeah surprise surprise so i was gonna talk about this i was thinking what kind of episode can we have mm-hmm. i was thinking let's talk about haunted malls jokingly because of me and jen talking and the more i dug into this yeah the more stuff i found about other <laughs> malls in the united states and in britain that are haunted wow and the reason they're haunted is because they're either built on top of cemeteries or they have cemeteries in them oh my god inside the, a mall the oh the one god. mall the main entrance has a cemetery next to it and oh you wouldn't believe God. how many malls and shopping centers I found that have cemeteries in their parking lots. <gasps> it's just crazy. That would be so fun. We have to take a road trip. All right. So I also found some places. Mm-hmm. Now this, you may get scared. <gasps> Me get scared? Okay, I will. <laughs> in Galveston, Texas, Jen. Yeehaw. Haunted Walmart. Haunted Walmart. Dun, dun, bum, dun. Bum, bum. There's no shortage of ghosts or ghouls haunting the fair city. Galveston's an old, old city, Is too. It? Yeah. 
However, the ghost in the seawall Walmart built on the former site of St. Mary's Orphanage Asylum (laughs) have some... (laughs) I'm just picturing this Walmart and what kind of people are in there. (laughs) People of Walmart. The seawall Walmart has been plagued with hauntings from the start. Construction of the St. Mary's or since the start of construction. St. Mary's was destroyed in a hurricane in 1990 and saw the deaths of 90 children, 10 nuns, and 100 dead all in one blow. Oh, my word. So 100, uh, what is this? pretty recent, too. Yeah, 100, this is 200 people. Yeah, 110 and 90 equals 200, Jen. <gasps> you can do math. I can, I can math. I can math. <laughs> Employees are now hearing, like, children at play. Mm-hmm. Ghosts have been knowing, knowing? Ghosts have been known to steal pallets, steal toys, move toys, shadow figures, screaming. Well, that's normal in Walmart. I know, right? (laughs) I have to go to this Walmart. This is like my kind of store. That's in Galveston, Texas, the haunted Walmart. Walmart. But yeah, the Walmart was actually built on a location of an orphanage asylum. Oh my God. Where 200 people died in one night. Wow. Because of a hurricane. Now we're going to murder Kroger. Murder Kroger's. And Kroger is a grocery store for all the people who don't have Kroger's in their area. You maybe have a Piggly Wiggly. Okay. Atlanta, Georgia. Dateline. Atlanta, Georgia. May not be the most haunted town in the state, but the honor goes to Savannah, right? But there's no civil war or lingering spirits in the Victorian era here. Instead, Atlanta hosts the infamous murder Kroger. Okay, Murder Kruger, um, as his name suggests, was the site of at least four murders in 1991. Um, the first, Cynthia Prylu, was shot in the parking lot. In 2002, a dead body was found in a car in front of the Kroger, followed by a murder in the building, which um, shared the parking lot with the unfortunate Kroger. Then there was another shooting in 2015. So these are very recent um, murders. Now, Nobody has been able to, you know, have definitive proof that there are ghosts there, but many of the residents of the neighborhoods and the surrounding Krogers have reported the entire place has a nasty energy to it, a feeling of anger, and what they did is they tore it down and built another Kroger in 2019. And the new Kroger, they covered the roof with grass and beehives, and even though it has Murder Kroger as the nickname, it's, it, they're trying to get rid of the bad juju oh, okay. there. <laughs> but Puts Murder Kroger. Good chi up there. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't a mall, but this is a weird thing. So here in town where we live, um, there's a gas station convenience mart. And um, there was a robbery in there. And two, they, they killed two of the employees. It's close to Joe's house, and um, it was very, very tragic. They were very young people. They were, you know, take whatever you need, and these people still, like, ex- you know, like, execution Shot them, yeah. Killed them. I didn't really know. I heard about it, but I forgot about it. But I went in there one day, and I walked into that store, and I felt weird. Really? Like, you know how you just walk into a place, and you just know that, like... You can just feel or sense those spirits there. They were there. And I just walked in. I walked out. I didn't even buy chips. And you know me. I love my chips. Yeah, it was weird. 
It's still there. It's still open. Yeah. So, interesting. What else? What else we got? Do you want me to do this one? If you want. Okay. So, this is one that Joe brought to my attention. I thought it was really, really interesting. And we'll post some pictures up on our our page. But this is called the Rotterdam Square Mall Cemetery. So, you guys are going (laughs) to love this one. This is so good. Okay. So, Rotterdam Square is situated on a site. Now, this was owned by a man named Harmon Vetter. Now, he was the original settler of Schenectady, and he had built a home on the land in 1672. That is like so, wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. That's before we were even a country, right? Um, so the Vetter family lived on the land until 1832, so almost 200 years. Almost, almost made it there. Um, his great grandson Johannes sold it to Colonel Daniel David Shimmerhorn Campbell. So Campbell constructed a 26 bedroom mansion on the site which stood proudly as a beacon um, of history for more than 150 years and it was also the first residence in Schenectady to have a telephone which was connected to the police department. But today, where once stood the mansion is now a food court. So in 1974, the Wilmerite Corporation, owners of the former Mohawk Mall in New York, um, were looking for a site for the Rotterdam uh, Shopping Center. So in 1977, they made a proposal um, to the town of Rotterdam and asked for a zoning change. So in May of 1977, they were granted that it was approved and that they were going to open the mall um, by Christmas of 1979. But it didn't open till 1988. Wow. So it took almost nine years to get this thing open. And I'll tell you why. So local environmentalists were opposed to the mall because it proposed that it would be sitting on top of a site called the Great Flats aquifer. Now, this supplies the drinking water to nearly 150,000 residents of Schenectady and Saratoga counties. So the corporation was just tenacious and there was a lot of time spent in court fighting over, you know, whether they could open this, this mall. So there were restraining orders and injunctions and claims to, um, that they were harming the water and the wildlife and the wetlands. But the company persevered and then Eventually, they got over every single roadblock that was thrown their way. So the DEC ruled that the mall wouldn't be harmful. And uh, Wilma Wright agreed to all kinds of safety guards for the water. So after they found that it's time to start the construction, the only stopgap was that the mall was going to have to displace an ancient family cemetery. So the abandoned cemetery contains 13 unidentifiable headstones from between 1793 to 1829. It became a bone of contention when several Rotterdam Mall opponents asked the town to have it declared a historical site, a state historical site, and the town declined. So the state later decided that the plot did not qualify for protection as a historical landmark. So Wilmerite was given the okay to relocate the remains in the cemetery and move ahead with the mall plans. But after more complaining, they, uh, you know, were just opposing it. So finally, the corporation just threw up its hands and said, it'd just be easier if we just left the cemetery alone. Mm -hmm. So 
they built the mall around the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is little understood court procedure for relocating cemeteries, and we were prepared to go ahead with it, said the vice president of this corporation in 1983. But we're in a, this is a quote, but we're in a situation where people are not interested in solutions. So we decided it would just be much easier to leave the cemetery what it, where it was and build them all around it. Oh, my gosh. I have to go here. Um, locals who work at the market reported seeing ghost figures. So what happens when you build a mall around a cemetery? Um, people reported seeing ghostly figures, objects unexpected blatantly crashing into the ground um there were different ghosts that were being seen shoppers were being scared there was a man that he would go around introducing himself and asking him if people needed help with the direction i looked up on google maps and i went down to the street view and you just follow the mall around and just look at the entrances mm-hmm. it's hard to see when you look down on it from google maps mm-hmm. but if you get down on street view you can actually see it but if you go online, there's a lot of pictures of this. And I was blown away at how many malls and parking lots there are with cemeteries in them. No way. It just blows my mind. I got one here. Or do you want to do one? Yeah, let me do this one here. Um, any of you listeners that are out there in Melbourne, Australia, the Queen, Queen Victoria Market, you may know about this. It's built on the site of a major cemetery. The old Milbourne Cemetery, 1837 to 1922, is now located largely under the market's car park, so in the parking lot. Oh, my God. It's said that there was 9,000 people buried in this cemetery that is now the parking lot, and it says that they're buried 1.5 meters below the market carport or car park, which is the parking lot, and also the, the actual market is built on top of the cemetery. Oh, my God. So this place is supposedly so haunted that people, while they're shopping there, are walking on top of bodies, basically. Well, um, there's three foot and a meter, so it's like three and a half feet under their feet <laughs> or, or graves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this market in Melbourne is well known for their hauntings of all kinds. So anybody that's listening in Melbourne, let me know if you've been to this market because I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. There's another one. Uh, This is interesting. So you've heard of dead malls, right? Yes, I've worked at a dead mall. (laughs) Right. So, you know, basically there's malls that are abandoned. And if you look, there's a lot of like people doing videos of like um, abandoned malls, like Mm -hmm. going into abandoned. There's one in Cincinnati that is really spooky that people go into. But this one is in Anchorage, Alaska. Now it's called the Diamond Center Mall. And it's one that's um, frequently cited for giving shoppers more than a scream. From bad food from the food court. Oh. Um, so it was built on a native burial ground, um, which really, they think, provoked the restless spirits. And um, <laughs> shoppers have reported hearing flute and drum music, seeing figures in the hallways, people dressed up in native garb. Some shoppers have also seen ghostly wolves roaming around the, wall, the mall. And um, what's more terrifying than a wolf? Right? Especially inside a of a mo- ghost wolf, a golf ghost wolf, ghost wolf. Um, 
Now, there's also this, this one's kind of interesting. There's something called the Cherryville Mall in Illinois. Now, this one is, is really um, a little different. So, um, the mall employees were coming in to open the stores for the day, and they found the clothes scattered all over um, the floors in all of the stores. And um, the bathroom doors were um, being held shut by an unknown force. They couldn't get them open. But, you know, that that's surprising. Like, maybe this ghost just went on a rampage and just started pulling clothes off the rack. Poltergeist and, activity. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them here. There's Haunted Kmart in New York. <gasps> there I is love Kmart. The Gap's San Francisco flagship store is known as a ghost town mm-hmm. because of the hauntings that were in there. Well, isn't there tunnels under San Francisco? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they use the Shanghai people? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what else is haunted? What is haunted, Jen? The Pike Place Market in Seattle. Okay. It's one of the most famous public markets in the country. The Pike Place Market is known for a lot of things. They have like fresh coffee, you know, where they throw the fish. It's one of those type of places, but there's a lot of paranormal activity. So people have seen figures walking through walls or vanishing into thin air. There was one older gentleman named Frank who likes to introduce himself um, to the living outside of the restroom of the Alibibi. 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 Okay. And there's also other spirits named Pristine. Princess Angeline, Madame Nora, and the Fat Lady Barber have been known to show up. So at one point in the early 1900s, the section of the market was home to a mortuary. And currently operating in the basement of that space is a place called Kell's Irish Restaurant and Pub. And the manager, Patrick McAleese, I think is how you say, had reported to one of the newspapers that there was a wall mirror that just shattered. And everything fell into a very neat pile when it shattered. Oh, really? And he thought he was, somebody was pulling his leg, but he saw it with his own eyes. So that that was really Scotty. So let's talk about this. I mean, we talk about haunted theaters. We talk about haunted churches. We talk about haunted um, bridges, all mm-hmm. that. It's places where people gather. So it's understandable that there could be haunted malls out there. Sure. And... I know that the ones that we talked about today were built on like Indian burial mounds, cemeteries, stuff like that. But think about it. Over the thousands of years that play, that you know the land has been occupied, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Sure. People come and go. They migrate, mm-hmm. you know, industrial revolution and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, like Jen was saying about I, when I asked her what the property was before it was the mall, about how it was a little house mm-hmm. in the land. Because I asked her, I said, well, was it like a farm? And she's like, no, it was more like a field, but there was a big hill there. Wow. She didn't know it was a mound at the time. Oh, interesting. And she believes that one of the persons that haunted the Woodville Mall that she saw, I mean, she told me she saw so many things, customers saw so many things, other people that owned stores in there saw things. She thinks that it was the owner of that house uh-huh. that haunted the mall because it was built on his property. It's very well could have been. Yeah, or, but the thing is, it goes back to when I talked about finding an arrowhead in a giant parking lot. Now, what's the chance of somebody dropping an arrowhead? Yeah. And then she said, well, no, people were finding them inside the mall too. 
Maybe um, maybe the natives were bringing those in to qualm the spirits. You know, not letting people oh, know. Oh, I never thought of you that. Know, as an offering. Yeah. To um, the spirits. You never mm-hmm. know. You never know. People do strange things. Very strange. So I got one more for you here. Now, this isn't really a mall per se, but it's a haunted store. So there is a place um, in Detroit, which is local to us, um, and it's a used and rare bookstore. Now, it's owned by a man named John K. King, and he told the Detroit Free Press that strange occurrences had been happening in his store for decades. He dates it back to when items belonging to women who committed suicide were brought into his space. So shortly after, employees were reporting to hear footsteps, doors slamming, and when the woman's things were moved out, everything went back to normal. He said nothing ever happened again, and it was very weird. And he says, doesn't mean she's not in the store anymore. We just haven't noticed her. Now, a local psychic had gone in and claims that the bookstore may still be active, though. So this local psychic goes in, and she did an investigation and said it's still active. There's a former um, employee who had passed away who stays in the basement. And keeps tabs on things. Now, I've seen this building. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. But when you get off the expressway to go to the Fox Theater, mm-hmm. it's one of the first buildings you see. Oh, okay. I and think I know what you're talking about. It's big. It's yeah. like six stories, and it's supposed to be the biggest bookstore left. And oh, we got to go there. There's a lot of antique books there. Think about that. You know, mm-hmm. if something imprints itself into an object, Yeah. you know, back in the day. Back in the day. They had libraries in their houses. Yeah. Yeah. And dens and stuff like that where people would go and congregate and yeah. and people loved books. Like mm-hmm. people would keep them as you know, very personal thing to them, you know. Like nowadays it's like, oh books are everywhere, but mm-hmm. you know, before, you know, it was special. Yeah, it was perhaps. a prized possession to have yeah. a book of certain type, you know, yeah. and Plus, inside that bookstore, I'm sure there's other books that people, you know, don't keep out in public or whatever you want to say. Right. You know? So, who knows? Who knows what could be in there? Ghosts are everywhere, Joe. Ghosts are Oh, there is one more thing. So, there's an outdoor mall here in Toledo. Well, it's just outside of Toledo. And it's near the battlefield of the... um, Oh, River Race? Yeah. No, the um, War of 1812. Oh, in Toledo. Yeah, Fallen Timbers. You meant the one in Monroe. Yeah, so Fallen Timbers... um, there have been reports of employees seeing ghosts in their shops because of the the battle. So it's the, is it built on the battlefield? It's very close to okay. it. So that could have been an area where people camped mm-hmm. or maybe they brought their wounded and um the one report was um a girl was opening up a clothing shop and she saw a man standing there and he was shadowy like but he had no legs. He was just standing there staring at And he was in like a uniform. Okay. And then he disappeared. Jeez. Yeah. So very scary for these mall workers. Yeah. And like I said, it it happens. I've I've heard things in the mall. And, you know, you think, oh, it's just people moving around. And then you think, wait a minute, there's no one here. Right. <laughs> me and Jen were the only people in the mall most of the time. Not me, the other Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, most of the time we were the only people in there cause I'm in there painting or whatever and mm-hmm. trying to get my studio set up and she would be out vacuuming or cleaning or checking stuff or, you know, yeah. she was the one with the keys. She had to let me out and she locked the door behind me. And like I said, the, the hallways behind all the stores 
were so creepy. And she said she heard so many things in there, you know. Can you imagine being in a mall all by yourself? I mean, especially like, an old dead mall, like completely by yourself. That would, no, I, I'd be more scared of the living than the dead at that point. I'm sure there were living that broke into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because she's told me a couple of times it's the, um, down in the one corner of the mall was where they had like a racetrack mm-hmm. for remote control cars. Uh-huh. And she told me one time that she walked down there and the window was broken and people could have been walking in oh, and out. Oh my gosh. Scary. So anyhow. Anyways, guys. Haunted malls. Go. Don't be scared. I mean, who goes to malls anymore anyways, right? Like everything's this online. One in Toledo here is packed all the time. That's just punks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Future hauntings. Yep. Go check out some haunted malls. Go investigate. Get out there and look at for cemeteries and parking lots. That's the thing. Look, yeah. <laughs> go in yeah. your town. Go on Google Maps or just type in cemetery and parking lot. That's, and you'll be blown away how many there are. That's crazy. We love it. But another thing, if you are in Ohio, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, or Michigan... May 15th, we are going to be in Coshocton, Ohio, at the Sasquatch Triangle Conference. Tickets are only $30 to get in. That's really a bargain. That's a bargain. And they got some world-class speakers. Great show. 222 is going to be there. Come out and see us. Come to our table and tell us your stories. That's right. Get on our show. All right. And also, please, please get up on our website and... Check out our T-shirts. Check out the book section. of The book section has tons of books in it from people that have been on the show. Yeah. And uh, other than that, have a great night. All right. Everybody. We will talk to you later. Have a great night. Let's leave with some music from Dead in Five. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah.